0: words appear the email addresses and groups mentioned on this program no longer exist blind like me does exist in its new incarnation on groups.io to join send a blank email to blind like me plus subscribe at groups.io that's blind like me plus subscribe at groups.io
1: Hi there, my name is Phil Parr, and welcome to special edition of our little show called Blind Like Me. I, I never can keep up. Don Shaw keeps up with what uh, what um, number the show we're doing, What uh, uh, how many of them we've done. Well, he's sort of our statistician, but I never can. This is 30-something. I want to say 33, but that could or could not be correct. Anyway, the date we're doing this on is the 29th of March of 2004. I do know that. I I was sharp enough to figure that out before we we came in here. 29th of March, 2004, and we have kind of a special uh, little program. We, most of you know, went on a little cruise here not long ago with some other folks who listened to The Handyman Show and who listened to Blind Like Me. There were altogether 16 blind people on the cruise. Uh, We met some after we got there, and we took 12 with us, including, of course, Don Patterson and his uh, wife, the warden, Emily, was with us. Uh, Shaw and, and Houston didn't get to go, but maybe next time they will. But anyway, these are just some things we recorded on the cruise, and we thought you might enjoy them, and we thought they'd make up a good little little show for blind like me. So. The, uh, I never can't remember. The name of the ship is the Conquest. And the conquest does not mean, however, that you as a person may make a personal conquest. Uh, it's just the name of the ship, and uh, nothing good may happen to you. We uh, ended up with 12 people, six couples, uh, to begin our, our little adventure with. And we met uh, two others. We met uh, two pe- Bob and Roxy, with Seeing Eye Dogs. And we met uh, Donna and Rick. It's hard to talk. Donna and Rick, uh, who were uh, just married, what what is their situation? I can't remember. They were, no one else does. They were just Donna and Rick. They were just Donna and Rick. Well, they own a bar. And they, oh, oh, that's right. They own a karaoke bar in uh, some place. California. California? California. I
2: thought it was St.
1: Louis. You <laughs> thought it was where? I,
2: I might be the other couple that was from St. Louis. I can't remember.
1: I think theirs was St. Louis. I think you're right. And uh, they were here, and both of them sang karaoke quite well. And so we visited with them. So that made 16 blind people, which I realize, for the amount of passengers, is a little over the quota. But uh, we have uh, we've survived and had a good time. This is our final day. This is Saturday, the sixth of what? March. The sixth of March. It
3: may be noted for the record. We have not yet seen one blind crew member. Just for the record, for you people who are <laughs> there are no blind crew members. Served
1: blind waiters or anything like that. On the bridge, as far as we know. But they, as far as we know, no one's fallen over anything. Mark has shown us some new blind tricks that we're going to going to use. Uh, a little later on. But anyway, we have kind of gathered around our little group, and uh, we're going to say hi to Carol. How are you? I'm fine. And you are from where? Tucson, Arizona. Tucson, Arizona. And that would make Mark is also from Tucson, that's... right?
4: Yeah, we live in the same town. You live in
1: the same town. Well, that's good. A good idea since we're married. It is. And, and what, Carol, what, you, what is your occupation?
0: I work at a community college at, in their disabled student resources.
1: So you... ...for students. You basically do... Uh, you assist uh, blind people with with their uh, technology, and if they have any problems, you can braille things for them, or what? Uh, all disabilities,
0: whether they need a um, readers or braille or note takers in the classroom, anything like that.
1: But uh, you, are we talking just blind people or other disabled? Uh,
0: all, dis- all disabilities.
1: All disabilities. Tell, and them,
4: t-
0: tell them what a few of those disabilities are. They, they could have Learning disability, they could be deaf, they could, um, oh have Asperger's syndrome, just anything.
1: And, and you assist them. So that's kind of basically, I think Don did kind of that same job at Angelina College. And now uh, our own beloved Don Shaw has that job, right? That's, yes, that's it's not correct.
3: quite as involved as
1: Carol's. Not quite as involved as Carol's. And uh, this is a, uh, I, I, so I guess this would be, is this a year round job? Or you'd get two months in the summer off? Or what? Two
0: months in the summer off. And it involves some counseling, academic advising, but but the main portion of it is getting accommodations for, for folks.
1: Right. Mark Mark McCracken, what do you do for a living, sir?
4: I manage a group of uh, mainframe computer programmers. Uh, we work for a computer services corporation, and we provide services to a manufacturing company in Tucson.
1: And that, but that manufacturing company is in the town where you live. There's a branch of it there, yes. And and you, how did you train for that job? Uh, in uh,
4: 1979, I went to the uh, Center for Independent Living in Berkeley and uh, took their computer training class there. In 1980, I went to work as a computer
1: programmer and been in the field ever since. I wasn't aware in 1980 we did we have speech-abled computers, no. speech-enabled. Uh, when I went to computer school,
4: all I had was an Opticon. And my first year working as a professional programmer, all I had was Opticon. And I used to, you know, read the computer screen with that and read core dumps. It would take. I, a, I, I don't know how
1: I did it. It would take a long. Yeah, I don't know how you did it either. It would take a long time to read the computer screen with an Opticon. We've come a long way since then. Speech was a great leap forward. It uh, was, well, I, I think, for all of us. So you folks live in in Tucson, and you have you both have dogs, don't you? Yes, we both have guide dogs. We have three large dogs in the house. Good uh, heavens! But you elected not to bring those on the cruise. Uh, was, there, was, was there a reason for that, or what? Oh, people
4: at work, they're all sighted, and they you know of course get used to my dog and loving love him because he's the only dog there. They say, how oh, you're taking the dog on the cruise, and I say no, I'm not sure the boat has a poop deck but uh i understand that it does it does but but we find that a a dog takes a lot of care on a ship and it's it's easier to travel without the dog easier to travel without the dog and carol agreed with you
0: well and mark's dog is older he's over 11 he's 11 and a half Mm -hmm. he didn't like change very much
4: and so, um, right. it sounds like Ka- me. Carol's, <laughs> Carol's right. He he
1: would be a nervous wreck here. So he likes here. his routine. Tell us this little story about the other day when you the Christmas when you had the, some folks visiting at your home. You. Tell, tell us that little story.
4: Well, we we uh, came home from the uh, Christmas Eve service at church with a couple of friends, and we just invited them in for a minute to uh, give them a little present. And we all stood around and talked for about 10 minutes, and then we walked them to the door as they left. And as soon as the door slammed, my dog ran over and jumped up on the couch. Then he looked over and saw that we were still home, and our sighted daughter said he got the most puzzled look on his face and said, what are you doing here?
1: Because this dog thought everyone had left. Everyone was gone, and it was all right to get on the couch, right? Right. Okay. We talked to this uh, this guy in, uh, I think, in uh, Cleveland, Ohio, that said he was walking through a restaurant, and his dog snatched a steak off a lady's plate. Uh, and come to find out uh, the mother had been feeding the dog secretly, sneaking the dog steak bones. So the dog thought it was all right. Um, all right, let's see. What else can I do? Jason
2: and
1: Sue. Do Jason and Sue? All right, Will. To, we'll, do, we'll say hi to Jason. Sue, where are you? Right here. Jason? Hello, hi, right sir. All righty. Where are you folks from? West Virginia. West Virginia. And Sue, you're also from West Virginia? Um, I was actually
5: raised in Maryland, but yes, I'm living in West Virginia.
1: So Maryland and West Virginia are very close together.
5: Yeah, we're right on the,
1: the border. Now, you people are not married? No. Not yet. But you have plans? Or are you... Yeah. We're, we're engaged to get married on May 22nd. Yeah, sure. May If you can just keep her happy, it'll May twenty-sixth. Well, he paid for the cruise,
5: so. He paid for the cruise?
1: Yeah. What a guy. Uh, we probably could find other people to marry him if you don't want to.
2: <laughs> I, I, I forgot to mention
1: uh, Carol and and Mark. You both totals. Yes, we're both. Totally you're both totally blind. Totally blind. Yeah. And. Both of you lost your eyesight in later life.
0: I had low vision up until I was about 30 and then lost... The rest of it, and
4: why?
1: I lost my vision when I was uh, 26, so I'm 26 years sighted, 26 years blind. We have debated endlessly on blind like me, if it's better to start out that way, or and I still don't have an answer, but it doesn't make any difference. What is you're you're, you're you see perfectly? Or
5: you uh, yeah, it's almost perfect, you know, about 20, 30, 20, 40. That's
1: yeah. certainly a lot better than the rest of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you you drive the car. Yes. And you have a car and you drive a car. Yes. And, uh, so you're you're. Um, You've been his sighted guide all through the yes, through the group. And Jason, you are total. Yeah, almost total. I got a little bit of light perception. Just a little. being general, we walk in a room and tell if the lights on. Sometimes. Okay. What do you, where do you folks work? <laughs> Blind Industries. Blind Industries. Now, what what do they do? They're
6: um, a sewing factory that produces military physical fitness jackets.
1: We're also doing some for the Air Force and the Military Academy. And, and, and both of you work there. Yes. Well, you can see how do you how does that work? Well, or
6: they, just they have sighted and... Uh, <laughs> There's a ratio, um, three blind
1: people to every one sighted people that they have to... Three blind people to every one-sided person. And you were the one-sided person that walked in the door when they hired three blind people, right? <laughs> <laughs> if they
2: had that ratio right, so
3: was working on this boat, we'd be in trouble. That's a three, be. three
1: blind guys
3: and one sighted <laughs> guy on the bridge. We Can't you see that? that? Yeah. Uh, one sighted guy on the bridge.
1: Captain, the captain's blind and <laughs> have a little problem. you what? They had to um, change and start a new
6: company to, in order to keep continue employing the sighted people because they didn't have enough blind people.
3: They say we're going to lose that government contract. So lose right. the government yeah, contract. Or they had to lay some off.
6: There
5: are some <laughs> operations on the jacket that require uh, sites.
3: That you just cannot do it. Again. Yeah, it because there could be the dangerous.
5: Yeah. yeah, but then he, he he does three or four jobs. He sews and works several different machines, and then I have several
1: different jobs I do too. And is this constant employment? Or they, they work you when they have a contract?
5: Or it- um, well, they have a continuous contract since I think 19, no, since 2000.
1: Really? So this is a full-time job for you, and it's in Maryland. Yes. Yeah. And you were all are in Virginia. West Virginia. West Virginia. I not consider yeah. sort of moving to Maryland. What? We're going to. <laughs>
6: well, we're only about, um, actually, we're only 45 minutes
3: away from your job. From the job. Because he gets tired of showing his sale and sign card going across the border from West Virginia. From Virginia. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to Maryland, right? All right. Who have we, we, we? John and Pam. John Connolly's
1: right here. John Guy, John. Hello. How are are you? I'm pretty good. How's it been? It's been all right. How much money have you lost? Hundred something dollars. Hundred something dollars. Oh, it's painful. That is painful. Um, and you all are familiar with John Conley. He comes to Blind Weekend. He's been on these little shows before. And by the way, we're recording on John's. Uh, Plex talk. Very expensive. Plex talk. Plex talk 101. I think it is. Plex talk 101. Assuming that I guess there'll be a 102 someday, which will have more features. Or, I be discontent- or it'll be discontinued. he it'll be discontinued. <laughs> with with Big elephant. And of course. <laughs> <laughs> They won't service it after two years. you will be like
3: in. our Sears drills. Yeah, they quit kicking sp- the batteries. Yeah, Pam and
1: I went and bought this very expensive Sears drill, 150 bucks, yeah. and two years later they quit making them, and you can't buy the batteries, and so we're just stuck with these. And
3: Sears says no
1: apologies. Yet. Hi, Pam. Hi. How are you? Fine. How much money have you lost?
7: Oh, I think I'm about broke even. <laughs> That's
1: what I yeah. That's what they all say. <laughs> That's
7: what they all
0: say, Pam. I think I lost... Um, Maybe $20 like how that.
1: Does, Pam, of course, is John's wife. You all know that. I guess you wouldn't know that, would you? And, Pam, how did you like uh, swimming with the
3: stingray? I found that very interesting. I enjoyed it myself.
1: It, would, you, would you do it
2: again?
3: Yeah,
1: oh, yeah, definitely. You know? Yes, mm-hmm. I would. Uh, who are we missing? You haven't talked to the warden. Yet. We, we have not There's talked to Emily. Emily. There. There. Where is she? Here she's right here. I don't see her, Emily. Right here. Oh, you're sitting right by Don. Yes, there. Ladies and gentlemen, we have talked at great length at different times. Don Patterson, who obviously is with us, has referred to his wife as. It's
3: Sweet Miss Emily.
1: No. <laughs> he, re- he refers to her on the show as the warden. In other words, it's, it's like uh, we were we were going to do this, but the warden said we couldn't. Or uh, the warden gave me permission to do this. He's always talking about the warden. And this, ladies and gentlemen, we have a round of applause for the warden.
2: <laughs> Hi.
1: Patterson. And, uh, could you say a few words to our... Well, they never, listen, audience,
5: they never let me come doing the taping of the show. They're afraid I'd take it over. So here I am and glad to be on it, finally.
1: I think our fears are well-founded. <laughs>
5: mm-hmm. No.
1: no. All right, we've all met you, least you wouldn't. Ask her at least you, you wouldn't, may not take it over, but you tell us how to do it.
5: I, right, that, that's exactly well, you right. You want
1: to do it yourself. You just want to be able to tell us. I want it. To exactly. as long yeah. my wife is not here, we would also fulfill the... The same role,
3: I would think. Yeah, Emily. What do you do
2: for a living? What, what do do I do for a living? living,
5: I teach uh, a preschool program for children with disabilities. But for 20 years, I was a teacher of the visually impaired and orientation and mobility instructor.
1: And you've been involved with blind people for a number of years. A
5: number of years.
1: Longer yes, she cares to. Really. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and uh, so finally, you thought, well, they're not so bad. I think we'll just marry. Uh,
5: exactly. That's the way it was. He was the first one that came along, and
1: so <laughs> it was great. Yeah. National Marriott Blind Eye Day. Yeah, so,
5: so it's great. Yeah, oh, that's
1: good. And, and you still—this is your final year. You're about to retire from.
5: Three months, three months, and then I'm hanging it up. We're, we're so excited! Yes, yeah, cutting the
1: days. Yeah, but you—you you, at this point in time help uh, disadvantaged or yeah. disabled children right now. That's right, what that's what I'm doing right now.
5: Um, so and. Um, Dog. And we talk about what? I
1: talk
5: about what? Oh, he wants to talk about our dogs. Dog. Okay, well, dog? here's okay. Don has spent a fortune on this cruise for us, and all he talks about is how much he misses our dogs.
1: And Don hates dogs.
5: And he hates dogs. <laughs> so what does that tell you?
1: I, I don't know if he hates
3: you. He might.
1: I don't know. We have two, we have two dogs now. Yeah, that's right. And just for the record, Emily, how much money are you down there?
5: Like Pam, I'm about even, about even. (laughs) (laughs) I said I helped the finance the uh, the blackjack table. I gave him two hundred dollars. Pam,
3: Pam, how much is about even? And then let's see if you and Emmy are close.
5: No, I admit it. Two hundred dollars in less than an hour. That might be. Some kind of
3: a record or something. Can I buy you a drink?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> you know
3: that kind of stuff. Ooh, yeah, we, have we, we Have not done Mark
1: and Charles? We've not, done, we have not done, done. I mean Charles and, and Rosie. Okay. What we do, we'll do Charles okay. and Rosie in a minute. Who else
5: okay. is here? Is that it? That's it. Don's here. Does he get to say a few words?
1: Does Don get to say a few words? Well, you say know, you know words. me. They all know you. I, yeah, I'm the one that would
3: take over the show, except the warden won't let me. That's right. That's You're right. There, all the time, I'm right. there all the time. I'm there all the time. One of the co-hosts with with Don. Charles. And, and then we have our Tom Houston, who is our engineer, and we do it once a week. And we started out just kind of, really kind of as a lark. Wouldn't you say? A year and a half or so ago, who would have thunk it?
1: Been uh, we been we were getting together drinking once a week anyway. So I mentioned the getting together part. Drink. Oh,
3: I mean the drinking part. I wasn't going to say that. Anyway, and, and we started doing it. Uh, we decided that we may as well try to be uh, do something for creative and creative and for humanitarian purposes and also to give us another excuse to drink because we could say that we had to go visit Phil and then you, on Mondays it's mandatory to go so that gives us two days instead of one sure.
1: to really drink.
2: To, to,
1: besides, no, just sad. arguing about politics was getting a little old. Yeah, it got stale. And we have um, all sorts of people here. We have Republicans and Democrats and, and uh, so we talk about that a whole lot. All right, I'll tell you what, let's do Let's. Uh, we'll take a short break and be back in just a minute with more of the Blind Handyman
2: Show.
8: The way Robert Toye sees it, he had no choice but to live a life of crime. Blind Bob, as Toye is officially known to his fellow inmates, is a veteran of 17 bank heists and 11 attempted jailbreaks. Nowadays, Toye is a resident of the Maximum Security Prison Hospital north of Santa Barbara, California, suffering from the incurable degenerative eye disease, retinitis pigmentosa, While serving time in the Springfield, Missouri, federal prison on a mail fraud conviction in 1973, he overheard through the prison grapevine that federally insured banks instruct tellers to turn over cash to robbers without a fuss. Armed with this tip and a note that said he had a gun, he didn't. Blind Bob made his first heist in 1974, moments after being released from prison. But in 1977, as he was feeling his way out of a Citibank branch in New York City, he stumbled into armed guards, delivering money, and was arrested. In February 83, a, dem- a bureaucratic snafu, a halfway house to which he had been assigned, refused to accept him because he was blind. But Toye they put him back on the street. Shortly after, he was walking into the nearest Citibank using a Coke bottle under his heavy prison-issued coat to simulate a gun. Toya ordered the teller to put the cash in a Saks Fifth Avenue bag and walked out with his biggest take yet, $18,000. May 24th, 83, he varied his routine. He was caught and arrested and charged with nine counts of armed bank robbery. Sentenced to 17 years, he planned his escape. His 11th attempt He made it over two hurricane fences, using his cane to flatten the razor wire, but was captured after running into a pine tree. Bob does have a good side. He claims to have given, under aliases, a good chunk of what he had stolen to charity, including $35,000 to retinitis pigmentosa research. The rest of the cash he hopes to save for himself. On the Blind Side, I'm Mark Christie.
2: On the Blind Side,
8: celebrating the contribution of blind
1: people societal evolution. piano and you may have player pianos in your homes and you may have recordings of that song that's called the birth of the blues but that was not a player piano nor was it a uh, someone it was in a recording this was actually rosie playing the piano rosie is quite an accomplished piano player how are you rosie thanks it's good to have you with us on on blind like me <laughs>
7: thank you what is I, you know
1: i've gone this whole cruise and i don't know your last name
7: hoffman gumis what hoffman gumis Rosie Hoffman Gomez. Right. So Hoffman was your maiden name. Right. Okay. Now we've got
1: that. T- and Charles is also here. Charles is your husband. And uh, hi, Charles. Hi. How
2: are you? Good. And, and, his, Good. Name and his, his name is Hoffman Gomez. And His name is <laughs> Hoffman Gomez. <laughs> no, no, no.
1: No, it's Gomez. No, it's not. Okay. We'll, we'll try to be careful. Uh, Rosie, uh, Rosie, you—you you were, uh, I guess, a, a, at a young age they discovered that you had a talent for music, right? Right. How, how old? When? When did they first realize this? Child is, is has, a, has a musical bent
7: when i was a year and a half old
1: how, how would they know that a year and a half old?
7: what i heard a lot of music when i was younger my father used to play records a lot and i put my ear to the there was a screen on those old record players uh-huh. that you could put your ear to and what i would do is i'd go up to the piano and with one finger try and imitate what i heard
1: And so, obviously, you were good at it, and they decided, well, maybe she has some musical talent. Correct? Correct. Is that right? You can't shake your head now. (laughs) It's not normal for blind people to shake their head, yes or no. You can't do that because they can't hear you on the radio. And so you had a piano in your home at an early age, right? Right and you began imitating these records and they decided well she has some musical talent." what uh your parents how did they treat you as a child did they let you do normal things did they did you go outside a lot and play with other other kids or, or what
7: well i was sent to blind babies nursery school when i was younger you know when i was about three and then, after about a year of that, they put me at Perkins. They didn't they overprotected me a lot. My mother especially. You think overprotected you? Yeah, pretty much. What
1: is blind babies and nursery school? I missed that. I
7: was It was a school that we went to in Jamaica Plain, and, and they taught us how to yeah. And they taught us how to feed ourselves and basic needs was good. Learning to feed yourself was a good
1: thing, though. I mean, that, you well, why did you feel like you were overprotected? You feel like they didn't?
7: Well, I guess my mother didn't know what to do with me, and my father wasn't the greatest of that either. He and he had a lot of records. Yeah, you
1: did. Yeah, <laughs> give him that, he had a lot of records. And so you feel like you were overprotected as a child. They didn't let you do a lot of things.
7: Right. They did let you play. Yeah, and they did let me go to dancing school. Oh. You know, tap dancing. They let me do that. How'd you do with that? I, I did fine with that.
2: You
1: did fine with yeah. tap dancing. Uh, I guess you, you you wouldn't want to. I guess
7: not. Uh, <laughs> I don't have tap have, shoes, but I can have do them, it. You? No, I don't. Oh, you, you didn't bring them? No, oh, I, I haven't see, had them for know, years. Say we could have had our first radio
1: tap dancer. Wouldn't it have been great? <laughs> tap dancing on the radio. Think of it. But, uh,
7: <laughs> so
1: you did good at tap dancing school.
7: And I went horseback riding on Saturdays. And my father would take me to the firehouse on Sundays. Um, he and I did a lot of stuff together but you know my mother didn't know about half of this <laughs> so, she was more overprotective I guess than he was so
2: you would but, do
1: things and your mother wouldn't know that you were doing these things probably not So she, she basically I guess to quote a phrase turned a blind eye
7: yeah That's, you what could what say that parents, what did
3: your parents do, do, do what uh, you Asked Rosie what what did her parents do what were their livelihoods
7: just to give us an yeah, idea did, how, where did they well come? my father started out in the Navy <laughs> Um, and then he worked for Habano's Auto Supply, and then at, towards the middle of his life, he worked for the commission, while well, it was the division for the blind in those days. Uh-huh. My mother worked in a jewelry store, Long's Jewelers, for many years.
1: Mm-hmm. And this all took place where? What where, where, Smith. Where did you grow up?
7: What I grew up in Dorchester.
1: Dorchester what state? Massachusetts. Massachusetts, okay, so we're not all familiar. And
7: of course they sent me to camp. I went to Camp Allen and Wapenaki for quite a few years.
1: And you eventually ended up at a blind school, like so
7: Oh, I, I was in a blind school all my life. I oh, went to mind. I went to Perkins.
3: Is that a private paid school? No. You, is that the, the equivalent to the Massachusetts
1: school for That's a state school for the blind?
3: In
7: Massachusetts or is there another? No Perkins was in Watertown. It, it was a um, state run, state run, I think. Do you have to be a resident of Massachusetts I guess, to go there? Can you? Go there? They took others. Okay. But I think I don't know what they do today.
1: But that's where you were educated at the Perkins right. School for, Perkins for Blind Institute. they yeah. started teaching you Braille. Right. And teaching you to, I guess, dress yourself. Yeah. like that. Did you? Were you a good Braille a student? Did you
7: read? Braille? I started reading really good in about the half, second half of my second grade year.
1: Okay. Is this Braille still part of your life? Do you still use? Yes. If you use what do you use it for?
7: Um, Braille music a lot, uh, reading different magazines, um, but I use a lot of technology more. And I also have a Braille display on my Pac-Mate. Uh, and you
1: can actually read. Uh, you've actually read uh, magazines in braille. Yeah, I can. Okay, so you're a braille reader, yeah. as opposed to us who aren't. Right. Uh, all right. And so you finished high school at Perkins.
7: In 1965. In
1: 1965, and by then you were playing well. I mean, you had had a lot of musical training by then, right?
7: Right, but I had to get it outside the school, with the exception of my harmony classes with Edward Jenkins, and I took chorus at Perkins and voice for one year.
1: At Perkins. Yeah. Other than that, they taught you music outside the right outside of Perkins. Uh, Because they didn't have anyone there qualified to teach someone as as gifted as you, or what?
7: It was, you know, they put everybody on the same levels, and I was more... More advanced. advanced, I guess.
1: But by then you had taken lots of, of music by age seventeen or eighteen. Yeah. And you said that age sixteen, I think you alluded to the fact that you played with the Boston Pops, Pops Orchestra. How did that how did that happen? Tell us
7: about it. Leo Litwin, who was my teacher, was the Boston Pops soloist.
1: Was Boston, Boston pop soloist? Right. Now, what did he play? He.
7: He. He was. A, he, you know. He was a pianist.
1: Oh, he was a pianist. And so he took you to to play with this orchestra. Was, this was in a big concert hall.
7: Symphony Hall. Really? Yeah. In
1: Boston. Right. What a deal! And so you graduated high school at Perkins, and you uh, did you get scholarships to music school? Or-
7: no, then I went to Mount Ida, it was Mount Ida Junior College then, now it's a full-fledged college. And I went there for three years where I got my Associate of Arts degree.
1: Which had very little to do with music, or...
7: This was an associate's degree in music? No, associate's degree, period, I guess. And I also received the first of the annual alumni awards for persistent effort and dedication for attaining personal goals.
1: Thought at that time, uh, what am I going to do for a living? Did you did you feel like you could make a living doing music, or
7: well, that's what my father wanted. He really pushed, and um, that's what he wanted.
1: He wanted you to do music. Yeah. But you had other ideas, or you
7: you. I wanted I wanted to teach. I didn't. I felt like a lot of pressure going on concert tours. In a way, now I'm sorry I didn't. But um, since I have been, you know, after graduation from the conservatory, and I don't regret I did what I did, except for it would have been fun doing the concert tours, but I wasn't sure if I could handle the pressure of it. um I got a constant, so and so can do this, why can't you do this? You know, like cited peers. Yeah, and you know it was typical in those days and then um, I graduated Mount Ida you know I went there for three years then I went to the Boston Conservatory and majored in music and minored in composition
1: and planned on at that time teaching yeah Uh, that work out did you yes do? it did you did some teaching yeah. for a while
7: I'm, I still do it on occasion but now I'm now I got um, I'm busy with ballet theater I started playing ballet classes I'm the first blind person in the states that has ever done this Mm-hmm. I started in 1973 and still doing it. You're still doing it? Yeah.
1: Well, they're going to put you on
7: regular at some point in time, don't you imagine? <laughs> Which ballet company do you work with? Jose Mateo's Ballet Theater. Okay. And you
1: play the music they dance to? Right. Uh, how do they give you that music? Do they, because they couldn't write it in Braille or they just...
7: I take anything that I know from the classic rep and or improvise in that style. So, in other words, you'll find a song... That I'll find... They'll set the tempo, and then I play accordingly. And if they want it faster, they give me signals, and or they'll tell me, and that's about it. I've been doing it for 23 years. I can read everybody's cues, for the most part. You can, you can read their cues. If they yeah. want it faster, they tell you they want it faster. Yeah. If they don't want oh, they'll, they'll give me signals like snap their fingers faster. Then I'll know.
1: And And... If that piece doesn't fit the particular dance they're doing, maybe you would change. Right. Uh, and so you, you all come to a compromise on the song that you're going to use for uh, for their particular dance, right? I'm
7: the one that has to compromise.
1: You're the one that has to compromise. Right. Why are you blind? What do you expect? <laughs> What
7: seems to happen, I mean, Charlie has witnessed classes. See, maybe you can tell them. Um, you know, they, like, they'll like they give a tempo and a 3-4 or a 4-4 or a 2-4. Ballet is divided into two parts. Um, a bar, which is warm-up exercise plus training your body to do certain things um, and get it in shape for the center and for performance if that's your thing and it consists of plies tendus plies means to bend your knees tendus means to stretch and then all the steps that are in ballet you know have plies and tendus in them um and it all relates to that and like the degages are fast tendus but a little off the floor you know everything is has stretch in it, a ronda jam has a three four you go circle around the leg, so it 's natural. some people do it in a four four, but i don 't think it 's as smooth and i 've told the teachers that um, four, but six. but then it goes on and yeah see can um, you can say some things yeah uh,
9: basically what uh, what happens is that um, uh, Rosie being as gifted as she is, it then becomes possible to have just develop a sense where you can for the most part know exactly what the instructor wants and uh, when I say uh, you can develop a sense uh, it it can be you know 90% 95% almost 100% uh, accurate most of the time and as Rosie alluded to earlier uh, if there are any minor corrections, then naturally uh, he'll, he or she's is going to say uh, do a little slower, a little faster, whatever. It obviously works. You've been there 30 years, right?
7: For <laughs> so so this company, I have been there for since January 1988. I have played other at other schools. But you've
1: been doing this ballet stuff for a long time. Oh, yeah. Now, what was this thing where you bend your knees? What was that What's that called?
7: Pliés. Pliés? P-L-I-E-S. Pliés. Pliés. Right. It's a French. Oh, oh, French. That's what you yeah. this morning, right?
2: Oh, you did? <laughs>
1: so we were walking along, and he, he did a little knee bend there that's what he did carol his wife behind him thought we're stepping down and she was already in it through her. it was a little blind trick he learned so, the
3: service. do you think it would be if, all right rosie like if, if we were going to rehearse the nutcracker and you say sometimes you improvise not
7: in the nutcracker
3: no i mean no. all right. so what would you put this give is us,
7: like a standard class
3: yeah Maybe you could right. give us an example of what you do like Did you provide that. That would be good. How much have we yet? Okay. okay,
2: we
7: were 3/4 times. Okay. Let's
3: four
2: say times.
7: if let's take the first exercise um sometimes teachers will open with a tondo instead of a plie exercise they'll go like and they'll count it in a three i'll give a four count introduction or two chords in okay i'll do the two chords in first Okay, now the now the four four counts would be this It's usually 32 or 64 counts, I just gave an example. Okay. Um, for, if they wanted a slow tondu in a 2-4, I'd probably do this. the first 16 counts and then sometimes they'll give a combination I'll give that and then a little faster toward the next 16 if they want it and they'll tell me that um a see each system has their own terminology so I'm not going to go into that um like batma degage and batma glisse are the same step in the same you do like a fast six eight for that like this Yes. A ronde jam you could do something like this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And a grand bat ma, for example, you could do like a march or sure a big much. you know um it faster you do um you know, like that yeah. but you know it's a lot of fun and then I also train other pianists as well to what I do is I write the terminology for them to memorize it's best if pianists know the terms and associated pianists to
1: play for ballet right yeah. Since you got that down so
7: well. It's fun, but I'm sure
1: you get tired of playing the same things every day.
7: I don't play the same things every day. Oh, you don't? I improvise or, you know, I do what I think so is you appropriate. Keep it in the same tempo, Yeah. you may change the song. Right. You don't have to play the same things every day.
1: I tell you what, we want to talk to your husband, Charles. Let's take okay. a short break and be back in just a minute with more of Blind Like Me.
2: Wife, child, boy.
1: Here's a website our crack research team certifies screen reader friendly. Now with this week's Blind sight, here's Don Shaw.
6: You know, if you have an item that you want to purchase and you want to get some information about this item, uh, prices, if you want to do a review and really get into it and find out the pluses and the minuses, the good and the bad, About whatever item it may be, any anything from electronics to uh, appliances and pretty much everything in between. Uh, Go and check out uh, Price Grabber. That's uh, www.p all one word, no spaces. dot com it is a fantastic resource of, uh, well, of bargains and of customer reviews. Some really good customer re- reviews on things. Some items have, oh, possibly up to 20 reviews on an item. Uh, some may only have two or three reviews. But it is enough to read and uh, get a sense of the product uh, uh, either way, good or bad, and and you'll see see reviews talking about a product uh, in in both lights, so to speak. Also on a particular item, whether it be electronics or again whatever it may be, uh, this site will search out and uh, find you the, the the stores they have listed with them that has the best price at that time on that particular item. Anyway, go and check them out. I think you'll like them. I will give them a screen reader friendliness rating of a 7. Until next week, I'm Don Shaw. Keep on blind sighting.
1: If you found a screen reader friendly website you'd like us to mention, send your email to blindlikeme, all one word, at txucom.net. And join us again next time for Blind sites. A question.
5: question uh, you want to Oh, yeah. Rosie, what's your favorite song to play? What do you enjoy playing the most? What type?
7: I like everything, but I like Beethoven, I like Chopin, Gershwin. Give us a little Gershwin. Well, I had one question in that same vein. What
3: is there a key, what is the key you hate to play in the most and C. and what's your favorite key? C. See, C is my favorite key because they tell me
1: what I can play in. Oh. And you, you hate to play in C because it's so easy?
7: No, I just don't like the sound of it.
1: You don't like the sound of the key of C, and D is your favorite. D is my favorite key because wow. it's bright. So you should uh, love Merle Haggard because most of his songs are in D.
7: Yeah. Do you play any country and western? Right? No, no. No, no oh, country,
1: right. no country, in no, uh, neither kind of music—country or western.
7: Oh, I thought that was one of the same.
1: Oh, excuse
7: me. It's a joke. Oh, okay. It's a joke. Trust me.
1: Sorry. I came to the radio station and said, What kind of music do I play? I said, Here, we play both kinds, country and western.
7: <laughs> I mean, I can yeah. play it. He didn't know. You not know. funny
2: either. So, uh, what?
7: You know, like that. That kind of stuff. But that's your concept of country western. Or, well, it's part of it, or it's...
1: (laughs) You're going to hate ICDN.
7: Stuff like that. That's a a, typical hillbilly country,
2: western country. I
7: get bored with 1451.
1: You get bored with with
7: 1451.
1: It just makes you tired, doesn't it?
7: Yeah, it does. I want to go to sleep. Is this running? I hope not. This is running. Oh, my this God. we on the
1: radio. This is running. It's okay, though.
7: You're
3: going to get mail from every country and Western artist in the world. That's right.
2: They'll all be sending uh, Be sending. <laughs>
1: <laughs> sending you things. But it's, it's all right not to like country and Western. I don't care much for classical. How
7: about Lil little Okay.
1: What do you play for you to play George Gorshwin? I the
2: Rhapsody.
7: Yeah. yeah. Uh, you did Rhapsody. Yeah, he did that right? three times. America um, Paris. I can do one part of it. Okay.
1: Fine, thank you. How long have you and Rosie known each other? Well, um, Whoa, she said
9: too long. Since, 19... <laughs> since, 1980, since um, 1980. Since 1980. Since so, 1980. And you've been married that long, since 1980? So? No, we got married in um, uh, May of 1982. Really? And it's been uh, 22 wonderful years right. together. Wonderful years. Rosie, do you agree with
7: that? Yes, Wonder- I do. Sure. Yeah, yeah. You
9: were just kidding. We
1: Charles, what what do you work?
9: Are you gainfully involved? Yes, I'm currently working for Home Depot. Um, I'm working on a part-time basis uh, because there's another project that I've also uh, been working on on my own. But uh, basically what I do is I work in the phone center. I answer the phones. I I give and take messages. And I also uh, do an occasional public address announcement so that's pretty much uh, what sort of assistive technology
1: do you use uh, in doing the job you do
9: well I use um, the voice note which which I like very much it's similar to the braille and speak but it's a little bit different Uh, but I do use the voice note Um, I keep a record of uh, my messages uh, the managers that are on and off duty and all kinds of things like that now,
1: did the Massachusetts Commission for the
9: blind buy that for you? No, I actually bought that on my own. I think so. Did what? I actually bought that on my own. Bought that on your own because yes. they refused to buy it for you Well, they would they would give me the uh, Braille and speak, and the Braille and speak is is okay. Uh, But uh, for I guess for any number of reasons, I one day I uh, I saw the uh, voice note and I liked it, and um, I decided that uh, well why why not uh, give it a try? So I did. You think they're going to put you on full time there? Uh, No, I was on full time, uh, but then of my own accord uh, chose to go on a part time basis.
1: Okay, and you uh, you you help Rosie. Rosie goes to her job on her own. Yes. Independent of you. hmm And so you you have two different worlds that you that you work in. Yes. All right, and you were uh, your vision is what?
9: Your... It's. I have a little bit of vision. I can see light and dark. I can see objects. And basically I can see well enough to get around in buildings without the use of a cane. Now, when I'm in Home Depot, I do use the cane because I travel so well that uh, a lot of people think that I can actually see. And I'm always concerned that uh, somebody that may be trying to get my attention and I don't realize it right away, if they see the cane, they might be able to relate as to why I didn't um, respond. So, okay, so um, if you didn't have the cane, they might
1: ask you where the inch-and-a-half wood screws are. Right. right. And, and
9: they I, had to go tell the
3: two are the rudest guys in the world. <laughs> right. He the office
1: at all. Exactly. <laughs> he was just some guy. But if you have the cane, that says, I'm blind, don't mess with me. I'll yes. Right? Yep. Okay. And uh, you were born this way, or? Yes,
9: I was born blind. Born blind. My vision has been very stable all my life, so I haven't really had to make any big adjustments. Well, what, it
1: said, I see a tree well enough that I'll stop before I run into it. Was that you? That wasn't you, was it? Nope. Someone's. I was thinking on this, Chris. One more thing about a project you're involved in.
9: Yes. Um, since I was a kid, I always had a fascination with machinery, Uh with all kinds of um, things like boats and uh, amusement park rides and roller coasters and all that kind of stuff, and I've always, since I took my first ride on the Revere Beach Cyclone, I've always had this dream about maybe someday building something like that. Um, as time went on, I realized that there was a lot that I didn't know. There were there were a lot of aspects to this uh, that I that were not. Uh, really available to me not the least of which was the ability to make some sort of a drawing that would make sense to uh, an architect or an engineer so this one obstacle alone um, caused a lot of time to to pass without the project really going anywhere but in the last uh, two or three years um, I became aware of a construction set that was made uh, that I actually found in the Discovery Channel store that indeed allowed one to make um, tactile models of of roller coaster configurations and at first it was too good to believe that I I would really finally be able to do this but I I got a bunch of these construction sets I started uh, building and in about a year's or a little less than a year's time <clears throat> um, I had the uh, final version of the model finished, and uh, I, I was so elated I went through a bottle. Now you wanted to build a, a,
1: a drawing or do a drawing for that a sighted architect could read. Why?
9: Because I uh, I wanted it to be upscaled to a full full blown roller coaster.
1: Would you like for somebody to build a roller coaster you drew? Yes. But then wouldn't we all? Uh, and, and so you you finally, with this product that was an off-the-shelf product, bought
9: at the Discovery Channel, Discovery Channel,
1: store. Channel store, you were able to do that.
9: Yes, and what gave me the idea, what kind of pushed me over the edge was uh, that I had watched a um, on public television, and in fact, uh, it explained a program explained that a lot of designers will make a uh, quote what it will look like drawing end quote, and when I when I heard that, I, I, I just said to myself, well, is there any reason why I couldn't attempt to do the same thing now.
1: Is there a like? Is there a
9: contest
1: you would enter that they would say the winner of this contest we're going to build this roller
9: coaster? I'm not aware that there is uh, such a contest. Um, but what I decided to do would, was to ask uh, different people uh, different questions, and I'm currently working with a fellow that's helping me to make a professional video of what I actually have right now and uh, we're going to use that as a marketing tool and you you would
1: hope maybe to get someone to fund the roller coaster you've you've designed yes. Now, do you have? Or, or, I don't I know nothing about this. Do, or do they make? I know there's model railroads. Do they, are there model roller coasters that you can have in your home that will simulate roller coasters?
9: Well, you, you can get a number of um, uh, toy models, and some of them are actually quite good. Some of them are just, just pieces of junk. But uh, this this is a um, a model that um, you, they provide you with a track, uh, and they provide you with uh, uh, these little plastic marble-like balls that will go along the track. And the idea that it is that if it's properly configured, it will start from the top and, you know, go up and over every hill, around every curve, and, and on the bottom without coming off the track. And to make this happen, of course, everything has to be at the proper angle. And there's a lot of experimentation that goes on in this process. And uh, the model that I've uh, built, uh, which is the first of several that I'm planning on doing, has 13 hills. You also have model frames? Yes.
1: Okay, do you? We had a, a gentleman on the show who was very interested in contacting other blind people who have model trains. is there a blind a list for blind people who
9: have model railroad or do you know Uh, no i'm not aware of a list like that but it's interesting that you say that because i've i've always wanted to know if there were others uh, that like to build the same kind of thing it's it's a hobby that i've been enjoying for most of my life
1: I think there are lots of others other blind people who who have model railroads. Do you have uh, an email address that you would be willing to give us if someone wanted to contact you? maybe you folks could get a list uh, or group going for uh, model railroad blind model railroad enthusiasts
9: sure, um, sure. <laughs> my uh, My email address is Costaer C-O-A-S-T-E-R-R-I-D-E-R, that's all one word, at rcn.com. All right, do it one more time for us. Okay, the email address one more time is coasterrider at rcn.com.
1: That is the little things, some little things that we did on the uh, cruise. There we go, the blind... Blind Like Me or Blind Handyman Cruise, whichever you choose to call it. It was it was lots of fun. I don't know. Uh, we may try something a little less ambitious like uh, just a get-together at at a hotel near the airport in Houston um, a little later on this year for people who listen to these shows, Blind Like Me and, and also the Blind Handyman. By the way, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, please write me at uh, me at, txucom, at txucom.net. Blind like me at txucom.net and I'll respond to you and we'd love to have you as a guest on the show you know Next week we'll be back to regular format and doing the regular things. I can't remember who the guest is next week. maybe I think the gentleman from um, maybe the gentleman in uh, Indianapolis Indiana who owns two or three radio stations and so that'll be good for us. Radio enthusiast. We'll do that again next week. Thanks for listening. If you're listening on ACB Radio, stay tuned. The blind handyman will be along those guys with hammers and saws. And we you thank you so much, and we'll see you next week. Bye bye.